Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, the podcast that is putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and this is a special Behind the Biz episode. Wow, you guys. Um, and when I say you guys, I mean the Student Housing Insight audience. You guys are awesome. Our last episode, From Site Level to C-Suite, has become the most downloaded episode in the history of the podcast, and that happened within a week of posting it. On top of that, the social media posts surrounding the podcast has, has performed incredibly well also. Uh, thanks for the for the likes and the follows and the and the messages that you've sent to me. I know it has certainly struck a chord with with many of you and and you found great value in it. And, and that's you know that's what I want to do with the Student Housing Insight platform. Um, so thank you again. Um, and, and thanks to to not just the listeners but but thanks to the guests, um, Mitch, Holly, Casey, Eddie, and and Madison who were part of that roundtable. And a huge thanks to the sponsors that that made that that made that whole thing happen as well. That was it was incredible. I think everybody enjoyed themselves that were there, and yeah, based off the the downloads and how many people have been uh, commenting on it, it sounds like uh, it, it resonated with everybody else as well. So we we also recorded a video of, of that roundtable, which I think will provide even more value. Has it been produced yet? But we're getting there. Um, it, it will be a condensed version as I ended up playing not only the producer and host for the show, um, but also ended up being the tech team as well, which wasn't the initial plan, but hey, you roll with it. And so anyway, there, there's some there's some things that we're going to have to condense just because things were out of focus and batteries dying and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, be looking for that in, in the coming weeks as well. All right. So on to behind the biz. Um, this past year, I was introduced to a company called RentTrack. They were introduced to me as a, as a rent payment processor, which didn't mean anything special to me. But I was really intrigued when they said, we help residents build their credit score by reporting their on-time payments to the three credit uh, reporting bureaus. Again, we help residents build their credit score by reporting their on-time payments to the three credit reporting bureaus. There's a lot there to unpack. Uh, They're one of the only ones that are doing that to all three credit reporting bureaus. Uh, they their mission really is you know on helping the residents and there's also something there with on-time payments because you do have the flexibility of of a property manager to not report negative things if you don't want to and i can understand why that could be an issue and we discussed that in the interview but um, you know, as, as I listened to things about their service and, and I did some independent research, I, I realized that these guys were really onto something that makes them unique. And, and more importantly, I love their mission, which is to, to help renters build their credit score without taking on debt. That's the big one. Um, I hate debt. Uh, to be completely transparent, I have a secret ambition or goal, whatever you want to call it, um, which I don't talk about because I'm not completely convinced it can be done, um, at least by myself. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there living like this. But So here's my secret ambition or my secret goal. In six years, which is when my oldest child will graduate from high school, I not only want to be debt free, and, and I'm not talking about just credit cards. I'm talking about mortgage, car payments, everything. So not only do I want to be debt free, but I also want a zero credit score. You might ask why. Um, it, it, it's really because I, I want to live a life, and what I mean by that is our household expenses. I want to live a life that. Uh, and have enough income that I will never need a credit score. Everything's paid with cash or we just don't buy it. Uh, I think that's a better way to, to, to live. And so many of us uh, in this world today just don't even understand what that means anymore. But I think, you know, I think I can make most of that come true, except the actual credit score. There's just, I've learned enough in, in studying it that 
it's it's very hard to completely eliminate that credit file anyway back to back to rent track you know unless you share my secret ambition of having a zero credit score a good credit score is necessary in order to avoid everything from high interest loans to mortgaging the house buying a car heck a good credit score is it's even needed in order to to get the best insurance rates that are out there so you know in student housing we are serving a customer that needs to be focused on obtaining a good credit score so once they graduate they're able to do things without their parents co-signing and, and those type of things and the students they're, they're more and more aware that taking on consumer debt credit cards store credits and using that to build their credit score is just a it's a recipe for destruction. But then getting back to Rent Track, Rent Track allows you to, to offer something to your residents that can help them with that. So, anyway, I recently sat down with Brad Batesall, who is the chief marketing officer at Rent Track. We chatted about Rent Track's mission, kind of their origin story. And I really grilled him about a lot of nuances with student housing that I wanted to make sure they are prepared for before you guys start calling them and i mean they they really did pass my inspection um i have to admit i nerded out a little bit on the subject which makes for a long podcast so i completely get it if uh, you turn it off halfway through or who knows maybe you've already turned it off um but please consider using rent track and and the benefit it will give to your residents if no one in your market is currently using them, you should be the first because I'm predicting the service will be, it's going to be the norm within the next five to 10 years. It's going on for too long. Millennials are certainly renting longer before buying a house. And uh, yeah, you, you want to get credit for, uh, you want to be able to build your credit score based on based on still making rent payments. So, So okay, here's the interview with Brad. I hope you enjoy it. Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I got introduced to Rent Track probably, I don't know, I want to say eight or nine months ago. And the the more I kind of sat down and and looked at it and thought about what you guys are doing for 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 all renters, right? But what you're wanting to do in the student housing industry is something that I think is um I don't know that I would call it revolutionary, right? But it's something that I think is really, really well needed and will be received very well by, by students and their parents. And, and so, I, you know, I wanted to obviously bring you guys on the show and, and let's, you know, talk a little bit about what you guys are introducing to the student housing market. I'll just kind of leave it up to you. Kind of give us the, the 90 second elevator speech. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. And I'm glad that you've been thinking about rent track and watching this space you know i i think it's 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 revolutionary in a way right i mean this is when you think about it on the surface it's simple you build credit with your rent payments and it's one of those things that you think gosh that's a bummer that that hasn't always been the way it feels like it should have been and that's probably why it doesn't feel revolutionary but in a sense this is really innovative this hasn't been done before we really pioneered the relationships with all three credit bureaus so ultimately what happens is a student comes in, they pay their rent or their parents pay their rent for them. And we report that positive payment to the credit bureaus, all three of them. And we do that because you never know which credit, which lender or what credit bureau lender is going to use when they pull a, a very support. So you go get a car, they might use Experian. You go look at refinancing a mortgage or for students, maybe it's applying for their initial credit card and they may go look at TransUnion, and the scores need to align. So we report those payments to all three credit bureaus, and we see really positive results. Great. You know, that, that's one thing that, uh, it, you know, just amazes me that, uh, you know, we haven't used, <clears throat> that we haven't used rent payments as a source of, of building credit. You know, I, Shortly after I was married, we, you know, two or three years down the road, I guess, was when we bought our first house. And, you know, there was a huge jump in our credit scores between my wife and I, you know, probably three, four months down the road after we purchased that house. And, you know, a lot of it was because we'd been renting all of our lives and didn't have 
well, I, my wife had been renting all of her, her life. I did own something while I was in college, but um, that was, uh, that's a different story for a different day. But anyway, but yeah, there's, that's the one thing everybody is going to be sure to pay. You know, the only thing that com- that comes before rent is, you know, money for food, right? <laughs> so right. And when you think about it, for most people, rent is your biggest monthly expense. Yeah, and it absolutely demonstrates responsibility, right? I mean, you, you you make this payment every month, and you you come up with the money, and like you said, you put it, and sometimes before food, right? I mean, you you, you have to have a roof over your head. You'll cut back to in the students, especially, you cut back to ramen and and shopping cheap just to make sure that that payment goes out. And it's amazing to me that if you if you pull students, the 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 things that concern them, you know, getting that rent payment on time is really important. It's something that they feel responsible for and they're not getting credit for being responsible so all of this attitude that goes into doing the right thing making this responsible rent payment being sure that you've come up with the money and you've you've allocated it that's that doesn't get reported by default yeah track is doing is we're coming in and saying you need to get the credit that you deserve and this is something we genuinely believe in. I mean, this is this is very important, especially in today's economy. That well, this credit building incentive is available. Yeah, and and to you know, kind of put a, uh, some personal observation that or experience that I've had with it, not for myself, but for a student uh, worker that was working at one of our properties. You know, he was doing all the right things, but as most millennials have done, and it's even going to be more the case with Gen X. Uh, they end up renting for 10 years, you know, and it's just, yep. uh, you know, through college, out of college. And, you know, he was very entrepreneurial minded and ended up uh, doing a lot of he, outside of working for for us. He never really took on a, you know, another job where he was the employee. He was always coming up with things if it was doing graphic design, if it was, you know, writing programs, um, he found a way that he was going to be able to do it. And eventually one of those, you know, one of those hobbies that he had ended up turning into a real business. And when it came time for him to, you know, he, he was always paying his bills on time. He never had an issue with that. But then when it came time for him to grow his business and for him to go out and sign personal guarantees, he had very little credit score um in fact i think it was actually i don't even think there was a footprint of a credit score out there for him yeah so and this is this is incredibly common with students right i mean coming in with what we call thin credit or even no credit yeah there could be zero record and a lot of times people look at the student loan payments but most students will defer loan payments for the duration of that they're in school, so they won't make any payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them will even defer them beyond school until they've established uh, positive you know, job opportunities where exactly. they're actually receiving an income. So for that four, six plus year period, and in some cases longer, you're not really making a payment towards towards these these loans, these things that traditionally might actually demonstrate responsibility in the traditional credit score sense. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. You're coming out and you're making. In your, I mean, when you think about getting out of college, there's a lot of responsibility that happens. I mean, there's decisions that are credit-based right away. You could get a, a new job and have to buy a car. Yeah. You can, yeah. you know, be trying to get your utility set up and determine that the deposit that you need to put down is much higher because you have no credit. All of these things start to windfall on you after you've just exited the world of, you know, the schooling environment. And now you're in this world where credit is even more apparent to you. Right. Um, and this is one of the things that we also want to focus on is, is providing that education. Because yeah. I think that a lot of students are coming out misguided. There's misconceptions about how credit works. And you actually can ask plenty of students. They're surprised that this isn't actually already being reported. It's almost assumed. And it's weird because the negative often happens. It, but it, I get reported if I don't pay my rent payment. Right. I go to collections uh, and then that can show up negatively. So why is it that there's only the bad side of this? Where's the good side? And that's a real problem. Yeah, that's what we're solving. Yeah, and I want and I want to dig in a little bit more uh, in just a little bit about you know the the, the reporting of the negative stuff because I think we've probably got some property managers that sure. are going to ask questions about that. But let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's talk really quick about uh, you know from 
a different example, um, kind of on the other side of it, uh, from the uh-huh. the kid that I was talking about, you know, starting a business that had you know a thin credit file. To uh, you know, uh, this one's very personal because it includes me. You know, I remember, I remember going to college, and you know, at that point in time, they were handing out t-shirts in exchange for social security numbers in order to get you a credit card right and you know it was one of those things where you know i didn't you know my parents never really taught me about credit or or, um using credit cards or anything like that and you know the first first uh first time you know i wanted i wanted that t-shirt that said college across the front of it not like i couldn't have bought one for 12 bucks at the mall but you know that's that's what they were giving away that day and so, so it did. I, I think I think the first uh, credit line was probably four hundred bucks or something like that. You know, sure. and and I told my parents about it. I said, "Hey, I got a credit card. You know, just in case there's ever an emergency. You know, I was going to school three and a half hours away. Never know when something might happen. And right. you know, my my dad was like, "Okay, just you know, make sure if you use it, you let us know and and we uh, pay it off, right?" And and there, I think there probably that first year, maybe there was a couple of emergencies and that's what happened. And then I won't ever forget. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to buy a new stereo system for my car. <laughs> um, I wanted, <laughs> wanted the, the compact disc changer, you know, in the trunk or whatever. <laughs> so and, you, and you had to have it now. Right. You couldn't, right. You couldn't, wasn't something you were going to save up for. I mean, this right. was a. This, your social status depended on this. Right. This so that, now. Yeah. you know, I was traveling three and a half hours away. I needed to have multiple CDs in my car. <laughs> it's so funny now, you know, thinking about iPods and everything else. But uh, so, you know, I went out and uh, spent 250 bucks on that card or whatever. And I was like, you know, over the summer, I'll, you know, I'll have it paid off. And I got a, got a letter from the bank saying, hey, Based on your credit worthiness, we're going to bump it up to twelve hundred dollars, and you know, then it just kind of snowballs into this thing where the minimum payments aren't, you know, catching up with the other, you know, emergencies that you that you have come up, like hundred dollar jeans and things like that. (laughs) So, so you know, that's that's how it happens, and that is very dangerous for college kids. And I think most parents, you know, after going through what happened in two thousand. Eight through 2010 with the recession are pretty good about limiting their parents or limiting their kids from um, from getting into 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 trouble. There's a lot of a lot of things that you know the laws of the land are, are now put in place that that keep a lot of those things from happening. That um, as far as creditors giving away stuff to college students. And on that note. You know, what's interesting is, like you said, there's definitely a little bit more awareness of credit. Yeah. And one of the challenges, though, is that 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 does create a problem because you come in thinking, well, I've been told that I need to establish my credit. And how do I do that? Oh, well, look, I can get a T-shirt for a credit card. I can (laughs) put $250 on it. That's going to work. And that's where Rentrack is trying to wedge a new opportunity. And what we're saying, this is the first way to build credit without debt. You don't have to take a loan. You don't have to take a credit card. You never have to be on the debt side of this transaction. Understand, rent is a liability, but you don't see it as debt. You didn't. You didn't really sort of have to you know, take on this this sense of debt, right? Right. Now, as a property manager, it's received as well. This is a this is an obligation. You know, there's a lease, and this is an obligation, and it is in a way extending credit. And this is how the credit bureaus look at it. Right. They look at it as, well, it very much is this extension of credit, and it's an obligation that this person has to pay. Mm-hmm. But mentally, for the college student, renting is something that you're going to have to do. You just do it. It's there. It's built in. You don't have to get the credit card forms figured out. You don't have to do all this math and understand what APRs are and how all this works. It's just a, a normal part of everyday life, and it's something that you work hard to do. And so the idea of giving you that benefit of a $250 a month you know, a $250 limit credit card with, you know, that, that, that lure of, ooh, you can put your stereo on here. You don't need to take that on when you go, well, I can just pay my rent online straight to my property manager, and I'm going to see it on my credit score reflected. And it usually shows up within two months. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so that's that's the problem you guys are solving is is you know for the for the end consumer for the for the renter, you're giving them an ability to to increase their score, build a credit score without having to go into you know into the traditional means of taking on debt and and paying it back. This is using something that they've already got built in with their with their rent expense. Love that standpoint. Now, tell me a little bit of the origin story. How did how did you guys? Uh, where did Rent Track come from? Yeah. So Matt, uh, one of the co-founders and our CEO, Matt Briggs, he started out. Actually, I think it was when he was in college. He was looking at buying a car, and they had to run his credit score. And he had to wait in this big long line, and these guys were running over to this terminal and punching in information and waiting for a printout. And Matt thought there's got to be a better way to get credit data into dealerships. And so he started a company called 700 Credit, which is still in use by a majority of dealerships today. He ended gotcha. up selling it, and it continued to grow to one of the largest uh, credit. I guess it's credit data reselling would be what it was considered. But they are the intermediary, so they, they get the information to the dealerships so they can make decisions on what you qualify for. And one of the things that sort of grew out of that was this understanding that a lot of people are turned away from getting a loan because they don't have an uh, appropriate credit score. And Matt had, through 700 Credit, had relationships with all three credit bureaus and was looking into opportunities to help uh, improve credit scores. And the bureaus, one of the bureaus, Experian had come out with Rent Bureau and said, we're going to start collecting rental data. And Matt thought, this is great. We can use rental data and we can build credits and then we can sell the leads back to car dealerships. Gotcha. Well, it turns out car, car dealerships, yeah, it's not, they're not really, they, they don't like the whole model of people leaving and coming back and having to deal with that, right? They're very much like, what can I do with a sale right now? Mm-hmm. But once, once they started to see, at least Matt and uh, Daryl, the other co-founders, started to see the value of how, how much this improved scores, it quickly became evident that this needed to be rent track. This needed to be strictly for renters to build credit. It didn't need to be a reseller or part of this auto dealership industry. So the idea was born out of this familiarity with credit, Matt's relationship with all three bureaus. It was that relationship that let us become the first to report to all three. We pioneered it. We had to teach some of the bureaus how to ingest this information and we had to, to sort of self-comply with here's all of our policies and rules and why this data is good. And so we're really there at the forefront of this. And these bureaus are offering it now to other areas, but it's incredibly complicated. Doing this is not easy. It's not very straightforward. The bureaus all have different methods. You can get in with one bureau, but you won't get in with another. And there's very limited benefit to one, trying to juggle reporting with all three bureaus, two, managing the compliance and all of the technical requirements and the security and the auditing, and three, just having the capacity to report to one is never a real benefit to the end user. Uh, it's, it's You really need all three. So, so yeah, so that's how it was born, kind of a long-winded origin story, but I think it's it's really interesting. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun to see the pivot. It wasn't where we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, it's amazing how how one thing you end up going into one thing expecting to solve one problem and in that process you end up finding out that um you know here's another angle where it it benefits you know people even more and that's really the that's really the why you know for for your existing your existence and you've told me this previously but go ahead and share that with our with our audience yeah so i think when you get into this you start so you start in one in one area of the business, and you don't really have a pulse of the market. You haven't really studied renters. You don't understand, truthfully, what people are dealing with. You just understand credit. And when we started to see the impacts, when we started looking at how this impacted credit scores, and then you start looking really at this problem, and you realize, I mean, a majority of Americans are renting their homes a majority of millennials are being pushed further and further out of being able to buy a home. People are not get it, getting credit for this. All of a sudden, there becomes this incredible reality that we live in a scenario where the system isn't benefiting the end user very well. And so there's sort of this 
genuine interest in actually bringing credit education and credit benefits to the majority of renters and making sure that they have the opportunity to take control of their financial security, take control of their financial future. And the more that we all saw this problem, it was a genuine, you know, altruistic outcome. I mean, you, you just become sort of really obsessed with how do we solve this problem? This really impacts people uh, both, you know, you know, negative might be a, a harsh word. I think plenty of people are doing just fine without rent reporting, but you realize how valuable it is and how much it can change the market, both for the consumer and for the, for the business side of it. You know, I mean, look, a business can be altruistic and still provide a service that, you know, genuinely makes money for everybody involved. I don't think mm-hmm. there's a business out there that isn't sort of set up to make money. I don't think we're shy from saying there are fees to use RentTrack. Uh, they're small and they cover a lot, but you get a lot of value. But ultimately, this is this this was truly born out of the the people that are not getting credit for what they deserve, and that's why our slogan is "Get the credit you deserve." Yeah, because we believe it. I mean, this is something that that students really deserve. That that any renter in the United States and globally, as we continue to scale, deserve. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about the business model and, and how you guys are, because um, there's there's really two business models which makes you guys a little bit unique. Um, compared yeah. to some of the competitors, if if I'm Joe Smith, you know, a renter, and I just want to get credit, I can, uh, you know, for, for my rent payments, I can use you guys to facilitate that. Or if I'm, uh, you know, John Smith, uh, the landlord, and I want to provide this to my residents um, as a as a benefit for living with us. You guys have the ability to do that as well, and it's 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 through the the payment processing part. Why don't you explain the uh, explain that a little bit more as to as yeah. to how that structure is set up? So, we believe that every renter deserves this. So, our business model has to make sure that this is accessible to every renter. So, we have a consumer facing product. You can go to renttrack.com. You can sign up for it right now your landlord is not involved. So as a student, you can go to rentcheck.com, put in your information, sign up, and we will mail a physical check to your landlord. As long as they accept a paper check, you will start building credit. Now, on the other side of that, landlords don't want to receive paper checks. Property managers would much rather have funding next day in their accounts, not deal with paper processing. So we have the sort of enterprise solution, which allows any property manager to onboard with RentTrack, partner with us, and we facilitate all the online transactions. So we manage uh, bringing in the payments, handling you know where that money goes into what accounts, mm-hmm. letting people make additional payments, right? So it's a full enterprise solution. And for that, there are incredibly reduced rates for students as well as opportunities for revenue share. So, you know, if they're, you know, if if students are paying a small fee, that can go back to property managers. So this not only increases adoption of online payments. When you think about getting rid of paper checks and moving to an online portal, a lot of people may continue paying the way that they traditionally pay. And so you incentivize that with this rent track offer. So you Mm -hmm. say, look, you can build credit right now. It's included in the online payment solution. And so it incentivizes signups. So they have like a four to six X higher adoption rate than most other. If you, if you compare us to just, we collect online payments for property managers. Our adoption rates are four to six X that. Uh, and yeah, so, that, so- that, that is really one of the biggest complaints I hear from a lot of management companies is they set up these portals in order to be, uh, you know, in order to, to compete, but also as a convenience for, for runners. And, you know, typically that's going to carry, you know, somewhere between a two and a three and a half percent finance charge just because that's what the landlord is paying. And, you know, the landlord's not, if you, you know, if you took that across your entire portfolio and everybody was paying through the por- through the portal, that's essentially the same thing as a three percent vacancy, you know, and sure. who, yeah, who wants to do that? Right? So, you know, I think there is this, there is this line of, of okay, you know, at what point does it push people 
you know, away from making that payment because they've got to pay you know a twenty thirty dollar fee for for processing through through a payment portal. So now, obviously, that's just typically with with credit cards. If somebody wants to do it with a credit card, obviously, if, if it's ACH, those fees go down um, dramatically. But so you know what what you provide for the for the property manager or for the for a management company that wants to deploy this across their their portfolio or their platform within that within that fee that's where some additional revenue share could the, that fee that the student pays for the uh-huh. for the payment processing some there's some revenue share in that for the property manager as well for adopting this program my right. right yeah so there can there can be and the idea here is that you're 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 hitting the problem head on which is okay why would i pay online if i was going to have to pay a fee when i can just go down to the leasing office and drop off a check or a money order for free and this is where rent track really shines because you're coming into the rent track ecosystem as a consumer you have the opportunity to see your credit score watch it grow you're building credit at all three bureaus you have easy access to credit protection and monitoring you have education you have all of you know, the ease of online and mobile payments recurring payments so there becomes very quickly this easy to see opportunity where as a consumer looks at this and maybe it's two bucks three dollars to pay with their bank account mm-hmm. and that's that's a, that's a small number for all the value that you get out of that you know if you want to pay with your credit card you're accepting that there's flexibility in the ability to put your rent payment on your credit card. And sure, there's a higher fee for that. Uh, we try to keep it as competitive as possible, but just like anyone else, our hands are tied with how processing works and right. who has to flow money where. And you know, we continue to innovate and we continue to, to work on deals to continue bringing those, those costs down because ultimately we wanna make this incredibly accessible and at the same time make it incredibly lucrative quote unquote for everybody involved both for the student they get the lucrative outcome of saving a ton of money in the future of their credit history the property managers get the benefit of collecting an additional revenue stream and rent track you know we make a little bit on the fees and that's important too so again it's it's we're trying to be totally transparent we put all of our prices down front we explain this to all of our consumers that this is a this is how the business model works uh this is how we spend your fees this is where the money goes uh but it's all with Uh, there is a true outcome here you truly do build your credit right there is no there is no catch there's no hidden strings we are a really good brand image as well so property managers line up with us and the consumers like rent track they like what we have we have property managers come and join simply because their residents started sending paper checks through us and they said i guess our residents want you more than our current solution, so we'll just switch, right? So our goal is really to continue to promote this benefit. And it just time, it just makes so much sense, and you guys are building value. I mean, because look, if if I'm that resident and I'm looking at okay, I'm going to pay three bucks to to process this ACH payment online, or I can go drop a check off and save three bucks. But hey, if I'm if I'm paying the three bucks, I'm also going to be, I'm also going to get credit for to affect my credit score, um, yeah. to build my and, credit score. And just, you know, the, the, so the property managers see, you know, when they, when they offer this to their residents, the, the price is, is much lower than our retail rate. So right now, if you sign up for rent track, it's six ninety five, mm-hmm. and for, for ACH and that price point is, is, is well received by our consumer. We rarely get any pushback that that's too expensive. It's, it's there is no other option online that's cheaper yeah. to report your rents all three credit bureaus and pay online with your bank account or a credit card. I mean, you just we we really are trying to push the value very strongly. And at the same time, we are very honest about responsibility. So, so one thing that I know many property managers are going to think is, well, what about the bad side of this, right? What about the fact that I do have some tenants who maybe aren't responsible what advantage do i get there and the truth is we can report negatively just as much as we can report positively because this is truly responsibility we report the outcome of responsible renters so if somebody is in the platform and they are opted into reporting and they are not responsible then that's a true out their history we have to honestly 
allow that to be reported in such a way that a property manager can say, hey, this is going to negatively impact your credit score. You know, I need you to pay up. And that tends to be an also a great incentive where you have an opportunity to really leverage and say, look, I don't want to have to impact your credit score here. You know, let's 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 get everybody on the right side of this and let's keep building your positive credit history. You know, how can we resolve this? How can we make this better as well? And so that's another side of this, which is that it is a great way to hold people responsible and accountable to what is their obligation. Now, and, and is that There's, we don't shy away from the fact they've made an obligation, right? Yeah. Now, is that is that an option for a property manager to or a property management company to report negative? Do they do they have to or can yeah, they so only report positive they, if they want to? They choose to. So they can report an open balance on a lease. So they yeah. can say there is an open balance here that was left unpaid or is still unpaid. And they can they can put that in or they can choose not to. I mean, I can understand completely. I can understand why some people may have an issue with it. You tend to you tend to sort of have it when it's when it's brought to you your attention that this is going on your credit score. You tend to naturally prioritize this further than maybe you did before. So maybe you were always the tenant that that would drag your feet and you'd get it in on the fifth or the sixth and you never really got a late fee, but it never really was optimal for the property management group that's collecting this payment. Whereas you're paying with rent track and it's one, it's easy. It's already online. And two, you're like, well, maybe I will prioritize moving a few more dollars in advance to make sure that I'm getting it there on time because I like that positive credit. I like having that. I see the value in it. And so there is that underlying current that happens when people sort of see the benefits of this. They tend to, it is the honey. They, they really like it. They value what the offer is. It really creates a positive interaction between the tenant and the landlord or the property manager. And they tend to have that stickiness. So a lot of times you see referrals go up. So people refer their friends to these apartment complexes or these buildings or these housing centers and saying, look, like, don't move across the street, just come here because it's, you know, it's like the same price, it's about the same thing, except you get this huge benefit. You get to build credit. Uh, it's it's attractive. And as more students continue to be, continue, you know, as, as more students learn about the value of credit and what they need to be doing, and the more that RentTrack continues to promote and, and push our offer, we're going to continue to see more and more students look for this and it's going to at some point there's going to be a tipping point where this will be sort of a necessity in the housing space right it, people will begin to ask it's like when wi-fi came out and, and everyone was asking does your business have free wi-fi and there was a period where that wasn't that important and then it became a period where that was an incentive and you would seek out that coffee shop that had the wi-fi over the coffee shop that didn't and then eventually it's weird if you go somewhere that doesn't have free Wi-Fi. Right? Yeah. It's just it's, it's it's just commonplace. So, and I know that this is a little biased coming from rent track itself, but we we do adamantly believe that at some point the bureaus are pushing this. All three major credit bureaus, they there's a lot of weight behind rent reporting. It's not just rent track. There's a lot of weight behind it. And so at some point there's a tipping point, and this is going to be almost an expectation of most property management companies. And we really see ourselves very different because we have the consumer and the PM in mind. We're building a very wholesome brand that is very forthright in education and in doing you know, good for our consumer. And we have that deeply integrated relationship with all three bureaus that is just un, it's, it's unheard of for any other company to see this. I mean, it's difficult to kind of build this and have this relationship. This is tricky stuff. So yeah. we really continue to see that this is going to continue moving and we really see ourselves continuing to be at the forefront of it. So um, uh, just a, kind of a couple of technical questions, you know, in most student housing communities, the parents are making that, that monthly or that semester payment. If, if someone else other than the leaseholder is actually making that payment, is it still building the, the, the leaseholders credit score or how, how is that handled? Yeah, so ultimately a responsibility, an obligation and a responsibility. It just says, I've made an obligation to make my rent payment. However I get the money to make the rent payment is of zero interest to the bureaus. 
Uh, you yeah. may have a job. You may have it gifted. You may have your parents paying for it. But you said, I made an obligation and I will fulfill it. So we report on the student's credit trade line if that's what they sign up for. If the parents want to receive credit for, for building the rent payment, then they can. Uh, ultimately, though, it's traditionally the student who wants the credit. And so it's fine if um, mom or dad or grandma or you know, someone else pays that student's rent payment. Uh, we still report it on the student. And I think, and I think that's a huge. Ins- I mean, if I'm sitting back as a as a you know a, a landlord or a portfolio manager, and I'm looking at you know all the different ways I can have a competitive edge and, and entice renters to to rent with me, when I'm explaining this to a parent, and you know, because as a parent. You know, I, I want my kids to, to grow up and, and do well for themselves on their own, right? Um, and believe me, a parent of four can say that because <laughs> you want them out of your house at some point. So right. it, it's it's one of those things I remember distinctly having, um, uh, you know, having my parents co-sign on, a, on an auto loan because I didn't have enough credit to go out and do that on my own i'm sorry it wasn't my it actually wasn't my parents it was my it was my grandfather and it's you know it's one of those things where you know i I would much rather have those payments that i'm going to be making anyway during college for for my kid i'd rather that be going to to help build their credit score versus you know when they get out i've got a cosign for every little thing that they do Um, absolutely so i think that's i think that's huge we, uh, we had one of our uh, employees, uh, he came out just after college, and he had been working sort of in a contract capacity while he was in school, just part-time, and had been using RentTrack, and had, had no other credit, just, just was using RentTrack, and, and he came out here and he asked me to go help him you know, buy his first car, because uh, now he's got this full-time job and he's got to get around and I tried to talk him into all the used car options and everything, but as you know, young and got your eyes set on that on that brand new car, and <laughs> and you know financially he can afford it. You know he can do it, and so we worked through the the you know how to get financing and all of this, and and so we go I, we go through this process, and, and I'm holding my breath because I'm I'm just dreading that this this finance application is going to come back, and I'm going to hear, okay, you know we need a co-signer. And uh, here he is all the way across the country. His parents aren't in town. You know, I'm not going to co-sign this loan for him. He's, <laughs> he's going to be sort of just left with this harsh reality of this is the world right after you leave school. And sure enough, he's like approved at 0.9%. And I'm looking at this going, <laughs> are you are you kidding me? You know, I mean, it's, it's look, I see the data all the time, right? I see what RentTrack does. I see the reports. But you never really truly see something until it happens in front of you. And then you're like, okay, this is really cool. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we know it works, but it's, it's 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 extra special when it works like that, and you actually see the benefit come and the excitement come, and someone looking at you like, I did it. You know, I can I can make this payment, and I I, I don't have to get a cosigner. I'm fully independent, and we know that the that that your 20s right after school is when you leverage credit the most because you haven't exceeded or reached that earning potential you're still growing in your career so you're leaning on your credit more so that sense of responsibility and independence that came out of simply using rent track to qualify for an auto loan was really cool yeah uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about how how long should it actually take when someone uh, joins with rent track uh, how long should it take before they actually experience that that jump yeah so the average based on a study that the bureaus did is 29 points in two months we see it very wildly from there uh, we've seen as much as 130 points in a year uh, to kind of 60 over six months it really depends if you're subprime, if you have no credit, or if you have good credit. Gotcha. The, the outcomes vary, but it typically takes about two months. But as with anything, credit credit comes with the responsible history. So simply reporting your payments for two months and then stopping isn't going to do much for your long-term credit. Things need to season in a sense. They need to you need to really have that. So we traditionally see the best results when a consumer commits to the length of a lease 
and then the leaf is the lease is closed, and that trade line is then sort of is sort of done, and it says this account for this property we have one year or two years of payment history, or maybe it's eight months. You know, just enough that it it demonstrates to anyone that's reviewing this credit report, okay, that's enough for me to feel confident that this person was responsible. So uh, that can vary from lenders and, and vary from from scoring models and right. I mean, we, there, you. Credit is very complicated when it comes to how people judge the outcomes. But traditionally, you, know, you want at least six months of reporting. Uh, a year or two years is going to be ideal. But the more you do it, the more credit history you establish, the better it is. So this is something that we really see renters using as long as they're renting indefinitely because the benefits continue to, to scale as you continue to use it. Um, if you stop using it and then there's a big gap, that can tend to bring things down a little bit because then there's an unknown, right? There, where is the, what happened? Did you, are you not responsible anymore? Right? Yeah. So, so two things from a property manager standpoint, one, you know, let's talk about rental verification um, because anytime they get a new applicant, they typically um, go through that process of, of doing a rent verification with their last two or three landlords assuming that that last person's that that applicant that last landlord that they were with was a rent track subscriber or that that resident is a rent track subscriber is there an easy report that they can just provide or that that someone can get to get that or is it still the traditional method of calling the property manager and getting a, a rental ledger to show their own time payments yeah so rent track has several solutions I know that we have integrations and partnerships where we offer a lot of screening, uh, you know, pulling the credit profile. So if if someone was a rent track user previously, then on when you pulled their credit profile, you would see that as a trade line. So you would immediately see in their credit score, or their credit model. Oh, look, here's you know rent track as as and here's all the month that they paid. Additionally, we are very close to releasing. Uh, an ability for a tenant to share their rent track history. So uh, a tenant could include a link on their application showing them their previous uh, history with rent track, which could be essentially a snippet of their actual reporting to the bureaus. So it would it would appear much like a credit report in the fact that it is actual credit bureau data. This varies from there are several companies that offer their own quote unquote um, you know positive history reporting or, or whatever, but it's not it's not truthfully on the credit side. So we actually have the validity of saying this is real in their credit profile, so you can trust it. It's not just RentTrack saying, yeah, they paid. It's, it's, we reported it's all three bureaus too, so that's yeah. how accurate that data is. Gotcha. Uh, so there's a couple models there, but ultimately it's pretty flexible, and that's also going to depend on any property manager coming in, how they want to set up RentTrack's platform, whether they want RentTrack to do the screening, whether they want to continue with their screening, whether they want to accept previous rent track data or not, all of that is completely flexible and customizable because every property manager has a different demographic, different cohort, different way of looking at their properties and their consumers and, and their trust factors. And so we aren't here to sort of dictate what happens there. We're here to give tools to help make decisions and then give resources to build credit and continue accepting online payments. Very cool. So uh, the the second question that I'm sure most property managers are, are asking at this point, uh, you guys are deployed, uh, you know, across several other portfolios on the conventional side. Uh, I think you, I think there's a couple of student housing clients that are already in place. But let's talk about you know on the on the conventional side, what kind of what kind of trends are those property managers seeing? Uh, as far as of how the program is, is benefiting them? Are there things that they weren't expecting that are happening? Are there things that, you know, as far as collection times, those kind of things that are improving? Yeah. I mean, I think we touched on a little bit. Uh, the biggest thing that most property managers see right away is the adoption. They're very surprised at how quickly and how enthusiastically their tenants adopt. The other thing is there tends to be this increase in positive sentiment people feel very positive towards making their payments. There's sort of this uh, heightened sense of enthusiasm for using the online portal. The tools are very easy. Uh, another thing we get a lot is uh, tremendous praise for our support. 
one of the things that we do is we offer support end to end. So if the consumers run into problems making payments, they're not calling the property manager, they're calling RentTrack. And RentTrack is helping handle and resolve the issue. We're tracking down uh, problems where people mistakenly put in their credit card number wrong and they don't realize it, or their credit card expired, or their banking you know, data isn't set up right, or you know, oops, they didn't have the money in their account that day, but it's there today, so right. what do we do with that NSF, right? I mean, we handle all of that. They're all the payment customer support, and we have very, very high uh, positive reviews from our customer support and the ease of getting in touch with our team. And we offer all the modern solutions that students want uh, or millennials want, right? I mean, you can chat support, you can text, you can call, you can email. You know, we make it, there's a little pop-up, you click the button in the bottom right, and you're having a live chat. So it makes it very accessible, and tenants love that. They love thinking that, especially when it comes to moving money, payments are a serious deal, especially that it's the biggest monthly expense. So having a one click away, knowing that someone's there to help you in case something looks weird, uh, is definitely a positive outcome that uh, our property managers report often to us. So, so Brad, you know, one thing with student housing is that we've got a couple of uh, uh, of variances, you know, from market to market that may end up happening. That it's not the traditional off-campus uh, landlord tenant type of agreement. A lot of times, you end up having license agreements versus those rental agreements, and and a lot of that is to to get over some regulations. Um, that that pertain to rental agreements and other real estate law, and you know, based on what state you're in, a lot of those operators have decided to go to a license agreement versus a rental agreement. So it's a two-part question. One, I want to know, uh, does that affect anything of being able to use RentTrack? And then the same question, but not not in relationship to the type of agreement, but the type of payment schedule, because a lot of times. You know, all of the off-campus properties, for the most part, I would say the overwhelming majority are, you know, a a contract term split into 12 equal installments or 10 equal installments. But sometimes you have them spread over, or not spread over, but just in semester installments. So half of it's due when they move in. The other half is typically due sometime around the beginning of spring semester. Um, in situations like that, are they still allowed to use rent track since it's not necessarily on a monthly basis? Yeah, I think those are great questions. So when it comes to how we look at a transaction, when a property manager decides to use rent track, the account management team will go through an incredibly detailed questionnaire that helps understand how rent track should be set up for their payment needs. So some properties want to do pay balance. So they automatically, the accounting system says, this is how much you owe at the end of the month because utilities are included. And you're only allowed to make your payment between 25th and the 1st. And it has to be this amount and no other than this amount. Uh, And some do this for multiple reasons. Some will say you can only pay this amount because any amount less may prevent eviction. So, well, I made a payment of $8 and now you're in a legal loophole. Uh, every state has different laws, and we comply. Uh, we set up and, and onboard depending on all the laws that are local and compliant. So we have a whole compliance team that helps make sure that how payments are being handled, whether you call them licenses or it's roommate situations or their leases, or you want to do, I can only accept payments on the 5th, or however you want to structure payments. We are really agnostic. Our goal is just to make sure that we move the money. You can turn off payments for a particular tenant, one by one, you can take a roommate and say, you're not allowed to pay on rent track anymore, um, but your other roommates can. You can turn off an entire apartment, say this whole unit is not allowed to pay on rent track right now. Um, so it's it's all very flexible and customizable. And the goal is, is that, again, for that, mostly for us, it's that compliance and legal. We want to make sure that we're never getting a property manager in hot water where they've accepted a payment when they weren't supposed to or a payment prevents them from leveraging a situation in the way that they need to. So it's totally flexible. Now, that said, I, I personally don't know every nuanced way that someone may want to use this. So I can't say that we support 100% of any idea you can dream of. Right, but right. almost all of them, I'm sure that we have. And if not, we have an integration team. And the goal of the integration team is to customize the system to work to the needs of that property. So it wouldn't be foreign to say, hey, I have this really weird way of accepting payments. Can you make it work? And 
we'll probably look at it and evaluate if it's possible. For the installment payments, again, that's fine because we just simply need to understand, you know, how much is the payment and when do you want to collect it and when is it due by. And we uh, report to the bureaus, essentially, this is the due date that we expect the payment. Did it arrive on time? It did. Okay. You know, here it is and here's how much the payment was. Uh, For those installment plans, if your leases starts on August 1st and you make a payment on January 1st, for your, for your, or let's say your lease opens on, on 8-1 and you make a payment at 8-1 and then you make your next payment in January for the next you know, semester, mm-hmm. we'll, we fill in the gap, right? So we fill in the space in between and, and at the tail end. So when you close the, and then when you close the lease with zero balance, it'll fill in all of the reporting all the way up so that it'll still show 12 months or eight months or whatever that period was of individual okays for each month. But even though you only collected the payment, in sort of two installments. It, it backfills for you. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So there could be some, uh, I could see how that could end up affecting the, um, how we were talking about building the credit and consistent payments. You know, if you've only got two payments a year, even though they're spread out every six months, you know, that could end up, I, I don't know enough about credit reporting, but based on just this discussion, I could see how that, that may delay that a little bit, but but interesting. Yeah, so you may not you may not see it show up in two months. You may not see it show. You may you probably don't see it on your credit report until you make the the next installment. But there you will see the first installment on your credit report. Uh, and there may and again there may be there may be solutions that our product team has for this. This is we're getting really into some very specific nuanced uh, criteria that I apologize. I probably don't know enough about uh, because these are very, very specific uh, solutions that, uh, you know, someone else on this team is going to be responsible for. But I do know that we make sure that the trade line is is true through and through, regardless of if you make payments quarterly or, or half and half, how long it takes to show up and whether we advance some of those uh, forward. So if we know that your first installment is for the next six months, if we report those so that they show up each month? That's a great question, and it's something that I can look into and shoot you an email on. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think it's something that, that our property managers and, and operations folks are certainly going to uh, to be questioning at some point. And but the, you know the the main thing is still consistent. You know that you can still use Rent Track for the payment processing of that. It's still going to get reported to the credit bureaus and. It's still just a, it's a great tool. And, uh, you know, uh, as we said before, it's, it's somewhat, it's, it's a game changer in a lot of ways for, I think, a lot of people. And, and uh, I'm just, I, I'm excited that you guys are, are both sponsoring the show as well as, you know, working to get this product, uh, working together to get this product out into, uh, into the student housing industry. Cause I think this is something that is, is very much needed and something that, is long overdue so so brad uh, thanks again for for taking the time out to to come on the on the show and i'm sure we'll we'll probably speak a, a couple more times <laughs> this year as you guys yeah. continue to roll out through uh roll out into the student housing industry and if any of our folks want to get a hold of you um what's the uh, what's the best way of of them contacting either you or the company but to get more information what's the best way for them to to get a hold of you yeah i mean feel free to shoot me an email brad at renttrack.com i think that's a, a quick way in and i can easily uh get that you know i can answer any questions that maybe came up from this conversation or point you to the right person on our team that can have a, a larger dialogue if you want to pick up the phone our number is 866-841-9090 and uh, someone will absolutely take your call and and, and if you've got any questions but uh yeah and, you know, if, if, if there's new thoughts that you come up with or things that we didn't discuss or areas that I may have missed, uh, feel free to uh, bring me back later. Maybe some people will have some questions and dig deeper into some of my into my topics. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is uh, look, we're uh, we're 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 growing quick and we're excited about what we're doing and we're constantly improving our progress. So I think if there's something that feels like it's obviously missing that we didn't cover and that there's a concern that it might be is it in our product do we support it uh, you know shoot me an email or or you know we can talk about it later because stuff changes fast and this industry is moving quick yes uh, it does we're, we're yes, working it does. we're working 
we're working really hard to stay on top of it, and I'm, I'm proud of our team. I think we've got an exceptional bunch of folks over here that are truly, really working hard, really do believe in what we're what we're building and the vision for this for this space. And uh, we're excited to talk with other property managers that have ideas and interests, and uh, we continue to collect great feedback from from people that have wonderful outcomes using our product. And you know, if if there are less than optimal outcomes in certain situations, we're the first ones to. Own, own up to it and, and get it fixed and, and keep trudging forward awesome man well again I appreciate the time and we'll talk to you soon alright have a good one thanks well guys there you have it uh, my interview with Brad Batesall at Rent Track. Uh, again give them a call if you want to get more information uh, through the through the interwebs, make sure you go to renttrack.com forward slash SHI. Again, renttrack.com forward slash SHI. That SHI just lets them know that you heard the podcast. And yeah, that, that basically gives them a little bit of idea of, of how many people are listening and that kind of stuff. So make sure that you use that SHI part. Um, again, renttrack.com slash SHI. Well, guys, looking forward to some of the other topics we've got coming out. Make sure that um, a couple of things. One, make sure you are now following us, not just myself on LinkedIn, but also our company page, but more importantly, our group page. It's called the Student Housing Insight Community Group. Um, should be sending out, sent out a couple of things here recently announcing that and it's uh it's growing tremendously make sure that you guys um if you want to get information from us and participate in surveys and some things that we're doing just to you know see what it is that you want to know more about make sure you join that group again that's on linkedin and it's the student student housing insight community group all right guys i appreciate it and we'll talk to you next time